You're listening to a Dallas Sports Nation production. Enhancing your Dallas sports fan experience. And now here comes Sagan with speed. Drop. Radulov. Across. Flickberg shoots. He scores. Presented by Stars Nation. I am Craig Nakagai, joined as always by Lane Johnson, Amy Warner, and Sarah Hadidi, who is now full time going to be on the podcast. How is everyone doing today? Making it to this rainy weather. Just great. I mean, it's going right outside for my liking. I don't like I don't like it when it's like totally cloudy, but I don't like it when it's sunny outside either. So I hate the sun. Right for me. I need it to be darker. Um, but we're going to start off today's episode with some news. The stars have basically announced through what was it, the end of July, I think it was. If I got that correct. Uh, I read through July third. July third. Yeah. July third. Yeah. That basically everybody in the organization out below the VP level has been furloughed. Until I'm not, I don't think anyone's really surprised. I mean, I, I'm surprised it took this long, honestly. Yeah. But what, what are y'all's thoughts about it? And if does this have any impact whatsoever on the league restarting? I mean, it sucks because, I mean, people are not making money. But uh, the good thing for them is that they still have the health benefits. So if they were sick or whatever, they would still have that. But, um, I don't know how much of an effect it would have on the league as a whole because I don't know how many organizations have furloughed their their workers, and if so, how many workers they furloughed. Uh, but it'll be interesting to see if this does have an effect on the league. The problem is they really need to retain their fans right now, and this means there's nobody there doing that. So, and does this mean is social media going to get even more sparse than it already is? Yeah, I think they've only posted like twice today. You know, it's you know they they need to keep their fans engaged. They need to see keep the people who go to the games. So, I wondering if they have anything in place to to do that. Well, I mean, you know, you have to remember the, the 99 Stanley Cup replay is over, so now they actually have to try and generate their own content. Yeah. That's not something they have excelled at over the past two plus seasons, arguably. When they, they kind of changed their social media staff for the worst. They did just post about 20 minutes ago to vote for Dobby for best TikTok video. But that's the latest they've had. They've had. And that's just a repeat post because they've been doing that one. Yeah. yeah. I, I cannot remember the last original post I've seen by the Dallas Stars. So if you were going to hold on to anyone in your organization below the VP level, like what do you what do y'all think is the most important thing? Marketing like, slash social media and or ticketing. That's all of them. <laughs> Sales and marketing and social media. So (laughs) those go together. Yes, they do. 
but I mean, should it be, you know, they retain just a certain number of people in each of those areas. So nothing completely gets, you know, just shut down. Yeah, I mean, I don't have a skeleton crew. I would keep at least two or three people on sales staff. Just for the simple fact is that way nobody gets swamped with making calls or get printing up tickets or whatever. I mean, theoretically, that's what all the VPs and up are going to be doing now. Well, yeah, but so, do they know how to do that? No. <laughs> I mean, they started I somewhere. Would, sure. I would love the thought of a VP emailing me back about the fact that I never got an email about my money that they still have for season tickets. So that would be great. I mean, you know, I, I don't understand why the stars are in this position, but I, yet I can get an email from FC Dallas talking about my new player rep, where he went to school, what he likes to do in his free time, what he's done during the quarantine, what university attended, and sending me pictures of this. And yet I get like three things from the stars during this entire period. We never said the stars had a great business model. They don't. And it feels like, you know, I, I keep going on about this because it's true. FC Dallas understands where they're at in the pecking order. Tom, Tom and the, his cronies do not. And they need to fix it. Like, the star, like even FC Dallas sent me an email about like this whole package that you know, you can pick out, like, we'll have this, like, fancy French cuisine, and you can have lunch and dinner for your mom, and Mediterranean style, and they're offered vegetarian options, and I'm just like, huh. Yeah, I know the stars would never. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, I just know they would never, because it's not what their marketing department cares about. They're too busy defending the coach. But, you know, I, I've, I've ranted about that for God knows how long at this point. What is time? It would be interesting to compare where the stars at, well, where the stars are at monetary wise compared to other teams. Like where yeah. they are spending their money versus other teams. Like I haven't heard of any other teams furloughing all of their workers below the VP level. Like, I don't know. I don't know where the stars are at compared to the other 30 teams, like, in terms of revenue either. Right. Like, you, we all know where they are in terms of how many seats they fill every night. But that doesn't, like, where are they at in terms of generating revenue? Because, like, how many sales do they put out, like, at the hangar or with their food and bev sales? Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know. I just, I know that. I think, wasn't there like a graph out sometime in the last month showing the growth of the teams and like stars were, had the most growth or something or like were really high up there? Uh, I think that was population, like game population or right. attendance or whatever. Yeah, someone had it filtered over the stars were on top, but I questioned how they filtered it, honestly, because <laughs> I, I don't know, because I looked at a couple of columns, and I'm just like, we're not number one there, we're not number one there, so what What did you do? 
Yeah, I, I mean, was confused by that too. I thought maybe it was like a percentage wise, though, like over the last, like from wherever their start date was, maybe growth percentage wise and not just straight numbers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, and also any numbers this season are going to be heavily inflated by, you know, the Winter Classic and the yeah. people there. So. <laughs> But, but like when I was when I was looking at attendance numbers this year, like obviously that was heavily impacted by that. Yeah. I think we were. I mean, generally we've been in the top ten in attendance numbers the past few years. Yeah, but we were really we were like third this year, and that's solely because of the Winter Classic. <laughs> I mean, even I think if I, I've seen it right, I'm remembering right. Generally, we're at worst we're top fifteen. We're yeah. usually like top 12, top 13. So. Yeah. Pretty average. Yeah. I mean, and that's fine. Like, I, yeah. I mean, I'm we're not the typical hockey market. Yeah. It's not cold in Dallas. That in the market. That's why you need to go into an ice rink. It's so hot here. It's great to go into the rink. Right, and I mean, like I said, like we saw, the marketing's terrible. The social media is terrible. I remember on the fan once, they were like, yeah, the Dallas Stars have the best social media team in Dallas. And I'm like, what? <laughs> what are you looking at? They're Making looking videos. at some video. Okay. Yeah. And that is because, yeah. that is because of Jeff Totes. Totes, yeah. We love Totes. We do. Shout out to Jeff Totes. Yeah, they actually yeah. just posted another TikTok one, uh, or not TikTok, another uh, voting one for Klingberg, I think. Literally, Our best like, smile. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was like, uh, I uh, can't do that. I can't do that to Eric Johnson. <laughs> I, why? Okay, so tell me why I can look at Eric Johnson and still think he's has the best smile, even with his teeth out. But I can't do that with Klingberg. Because Kling, we've always seen Klingberg with teeth. And this season, he's chosen to go without them. And we have not adjusted to it. I have not adjusted well at While all. While Eric Johnson has, like, always been without his teeth. <laughs> it's just, it's very different mm-hmm. experience. But, I mean, I, Totes is great. He puts out great videos. The problem is, is so social good. media isn't videos three, four, five times a day. You know, he puts a lot of work into those. It's like, mm-hmm. some, we can't be sustained on that social media-wise. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. What did, I want, did he get for a load? I'm wondering. Because if he did, I'm going to be so upset. <laughs> Well, it said that most of the front office staff now has been uh, furloughed. Justice for Jeff Totes. I wonder if a hashtag would actually answer. Let me see if he'll actually answer. Sometimes he does. He absolutely will answer. I'm going to message him. (laughs) I'm doing, yeah, I'm doing it right now. (laughs) No, I mean, at least the good thing is, is that I'm pretty sure, you know, Jeff K and groups have been doing their cameos and their shout-outs and things for at least helping people. So I'm yeah. sure that, that their efforts are probably going to continue because 
they're like the best people possible. <laughs> like they are truly the we are always truly lucky to have them. Like, okay, as much as, like, I told them. The All stars, uh, groups, totes, and oh my god, groups! They are the best, and there is no, there is no one better. And I don't care. You can name whoever you want. I'll take them vote all. Like, it's not close. Oh my god, we have to start a hashtag for groups too. I don't know. He's been furloughed for a while. He has yeah. to begin. Yeah. I think he was part of the first round. Oh, yeah, he was. Um, he said he had money to survive on for right now, and he was doing fundraising for the people the other people who needed help because he's awesome. He's up a lot of people, I think. So I messaged totes. I told him I would start a hashtag in his honor. I I hope that they can work something out. What I found interesting, I guess, was that uh, Sean Shapiro said that if for whatever reason they cancel the season, the furloughs could continue on for months so i don't know how that yeah. would significantly affect the organization as a whole or organization as a whole really but the dollar the stars in general well if you don't have money you can't exactly pay people i mean yeah. it depends on just how in the red the team actually is yeah i mean they sean said that everyone except for the players is taking a pay cut yeah. Like, how severe are these pay cuts? We well, I think it that. was, like, the first round was 20%. Now they've taken another mm-hmm. cut on top of the original 20%. The problem is, is the people they let go now are going to be applying for unemployment at a time when mm-hmm. it's it's getting harder to get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So... It's, I know someone who applied like three weeks ago to us on Twitter, and he still hasn't heard anything back, just because they're all so backlogged. I don't know what state he was in, yeah. but it's it's it's, it's tough. I mean, things got to change, and if people continue to be reckless, then we're just going to continue to be in the same position we're in right now. Yeah. But you know, people want to be selfish, like those people in Houston that were seen in that video at a at a club or a bar or whatever who were not. So- Let this be a PSA. Wash your hands. Wear a face mask. As Wear my, a face mask. As my favorite YouTubers outside Xbox say, um, wash your dang hands. <laughs> like they even put it on a shirt, and I'm like, this is amazing. Yeah. I don't care if you think you look stupid with a face mask. Wear a face mask. Yeah. <laughs> I, mean, I honestly thought about buying one of those stars face masks, but yeah, they said it would ship out in like four to five weeks. I'm like. That's I I went ahead and bought some, not realizing how long it was going to take, and then was super irritated. But I figure I will probably never want to get on a train again without a face mask. True. And that's also how I get to the games. I, get, I go to work and to the games on the train. So I will use them at some point. So the sooner that everyone just gets on board and sucks it up and deals with it, the sooner this will at least be manageable and it'll be over and we can get back to something called normalcy. Oh, no. Okay, Dang so Sean... 
So Sean, Sean says that social media is being furloughed. Did you say that? Yeah. Well, I volunteer. Oh, I've actually applied to that job a couple of times. Didn't hear back. Yeah. Well, you probably submitted something creative and fun that they didn't write. Yeah. You said something a little too funny. You can't be creative and try and come up with new content for them. You know, you're not allowed to be like the Canes and the Abs who are tweeting each other about a simulated game, spending more time with each other, having fun on social media and actually applying to people. God, no, that would just be the end of days right how, there. How far did the, the uh, Alexiak and Johns make it through those, simulated, or through those games? <sighs> I don't think they've played their second game yet because not everyone's even played yet. Mm. Yeah, they I were only a... doing two to three games per week. Let me look. So they're stretching it out into like what, unlike what baseball did, where it was just like, "Hey, here you go, we're done." Like, yeah. Cut. Yeah. I mean, but baseball also did a really poor job with it, so you know that's probably a good thing. They just that was that wasn't good. Like their playoffs, their playoff viewing was just terrible. In all honesty, like there was because they tried doing like the voiceover, like the commentary, like after the fact, and it's just like, yeah. what are you doing? Mm-hmm. this doesn't work at all. And then the audio wasn't syncing up, and it was just, it was bad, man. So, bad. if the social media people are being furloughed, who's doing the social media then? Well, that's, I just asked him if they have a plan to keep fans engaged until things start back up. So we'll see just, if he replies. If not, then he that needs to be his next story. Hire an unpaid intern. It's Have one of those do it. It's just going to be some random person in the organization that's not furloughed. It yeah, could be Marty right. Turco. <laughs> I am here for Marty Turco taking over the Star Social Media. <laughs> he see, might be okay. It's okay. Today, Dubnik and Madison Bowie played. I mean, yeah. I, honestly, all Turco needs to do is just post a video of him telling a story every day. That's all I need all day. I'm fine with that. So, okay, so I saw, I did see some de- debate and discussion on um, on Twitter. So, we're in, we're having games, playoffs, whatever, whatever kind of game. And the debate was, do they stream in fan noise while the player you know the players are playing like or when they score a goal or you know when they're out there you know playing or is it going to be just silent so joe buck talked about how fought for the nfl he's saying oh yeah we're definitely going to street pump and crowd noise i think that is the dumbest idea you can possibly do the falcons do it I knew you were going to say that. <laughs> no one even heard it. I knew you were going to go there too. Um, I think that there's a couple. I think the best solutions are one of the following: either we let players from other teams sit in the stands, mic them up, and let them talk trash and chirp the players on the ice and provide their commentary. I'm here for that. That'd be fun. Yeah, would. Mic up the players on the ice, or I don't know how you do this, but I'm sure there's a way to do it because there's people who are more technologically savvy than I am. You have it to where people can stream into the game and have monitors in the seats, and then they can provide noise. That way, you still get crowd noise. 
you get fan interaction. You could sell tickets to it, money, it a premium thing if you wanted to. Like you could make money off of this. I wondered if they, in order to make money for playoffs, do you think they would do sort of a pay per view thing? Well, it's a catch twenty two. I feel like that would turn off a lot of people. Yeah. I know, but I would pay it. We're not going to not pay it. pay it. I'm not paying if, it. They need to bring money in. You know, I would be paying for tickets to the game, and I'm not. But I don't know. It's weird. It's like it would be a way to bring money in, but it would be also crap. Uh, like, you know, a, it just wouldn't be so unfair. I'd say have like an alternate pay-per-view option to where they have the regular NBC game or ABC or whatever with the national broadcasters, but have the local team's broadcasters on the pay-per-view option, I guess. <gasps> I would do that. I mean, here, here's the problem with the pay-per-view is that I, I, I feel like I know how it's going to go. In these states and these cities that have opened up to where you can have bars open at whatever capacity, if I'm a bar owner and I'm a struggling restaurant owner, I'll pay that pay-per-view and then I'm going to invite people to come watch it. Yeah. And then you're not really accomplishing anything other than now you've got a bunch of people in a crowded restaurant again, and you're not helping social distancing at all. You're actually you're promoting the wrong thing. Whether that is what actually would happen, I mean, like that's obviously not what their intent is, but it's something that would get linked to them, and it's just be more bad publicity for the NHL, which God knows they need no help getting. That is very true. Hey, I'm just throwing stuff out there. Well, I, I get it. I mean, I understand the idea of it, and I wouldn't doubt that they do it because, again, the NHL is not run well. But it, it just it doesn't. It, I don't see it ending well, and I would I would be I'd be majorly turned off by the fact that all right, so you're charging me money to watch a game that would normally be televised for free because you are all bad for me. And are afraid of going bankrupt because you didn't know how to manage your money properly because your league is the worst league of all the five major professional leagues. I feel no sympathy for you. Speaking of all this, like it's interesting to see the commissioner say things that don't back up his previous comments. Or for the course. Because she's like, Yeah, there's no chance that we're gonna cancel the season. But yet, like a week or two ago, he's like, "Oh, all the options are on the table." Like what? Yeah. And Gary Bettman walked back previous statements. I am shocked. Oh, everyone knows my boss and Gary Bettman. I'm done with him. Oh, Totes just messaged me back. Okay, Sean says, "I'm sure they'll do some things, but only so much one VP in that area can do." The entire department is on furlough. Wow. So basically, they're going to do the bare minimum as always, and you probably won't notice any. Sort it'll of be. Whatsoever. It'll be even less than normal. Like, I mean, let's see how many tweets they put up today. You no, know, this organization frustrates me, and I haven't seen any other organization making this decision. So that's kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. I wonder if it's been done, and we just haven't clued into it though it's fact because we don't follow those teams as closely so we don't really keep up with their news i guess i think i would know if the abs had done it though oh well, yeah 
Yeah, the Avs, the Canes haven't done it. The Blackhawks haven't done it. Like, I have friends of many different teams that follow me on Twitter and I interact with on Twitter. None of them have said anything. I haven't even seen the Sabres do it. Huh? I said I haven't even seen the Sabres do it. And good God, if you were doing work in the Buffalo Sabres. (laughs) They hardly ever do anything. Bless their hearts. Sometimes they really try, and then the fans just come back and be like, why are you trying to have fun when we suck? (laughs) I feel so bad for them sometimes. I feel no sympathy for anybody. Buffalo Sabres fan anywhere. You get what you deserve. Hey, now. I no, you get what you deserve. You know, as many of their fan base doesn't understand how the 99 Cup final was actually completely legitimate, even if Brett Hull's foot was in the crease, because if you have read Sean Shapiro's book, which is fantastic, by the way, I highly recommend it, he specifically outlines the NHL sent out a memo regarding that very rule issue and how they were relaxing on it. So quit whining Buffalo. And boneless wings are better. You know, they are. They're they're glorified chicken nuggets, but I do like They're better chicken nuggets. I feel very attacked right now. I don't like the city of Buffalo. But you know what? I'll give you this, Buffalo. You're better than Philadelphia. So there you go. What? Don't be mean to Philadelphia either. <laughs> Eagles fans are terrible. Come at uh, me, you know Eagles I don't fans. care about any other sport other than hockey, Craig. And the and how many of those Flyers, Flyers. Fans Eagles fans? Like if I you mean, had to rank the worst fans in America, Philadelphia is pretty high on that list. They're they're pretty high. The Flyers fans. No, Philly fans. In general, that city. It's really just the city itself. <laughs> like, it's always sunny in Philadelphia. Made an entire episode about this. And most Philadelphia fans in Philly know that they're bad. Which they I appreciate do. having the knowledge that, yeah, we're pretty bad. I respect the self-awareness. Yes. It's not something many fans have. Yeah. As a Cowboys fan, I would know about fans not knowing their players. At the Blues. God. <laughs> Quick, someone rip up a towel. God, I remember that. Did y'all, did y'all ever see that on Twitter? No. <laughs> All right, so basically because Dave, who attended, remember he sat out in the rain for game four? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. And he got to go to game five. He ripped up one of the Blues towels. It sent them in a frenzy because he ripped up a towel. They were like, how dare he? Someone else could have wanted that towel. And I was like, do you want me to mail you a star's towel so you can rip it up? Like, <laughs> what do you? And they're like, it's about the principle. And I was like, it's a towel. <laughs> And they're like, Dallas Stars fans are trash because they ripped up a towel. And I was like, you're literally on the internet right now whining about a towel. That still is the most shocking. I'm sure I still have the tweets about this. Oh, I'm 100% certain you do because I remember we reported that guy because he started saying other trash and horrible things because he wasn't a good person. Like, so many of their fans were so mad about a towel. Truly amazing. 
So if the NHL had to or was able to restart and you had to sacrifice a team, I guess it would be the Blues. 100%. Absolutely. <laughs> Them or the Caps. Them or the who? Caps. Really? Well, Don't of course, you like the Penguins. What am I saying? You're, never mind. Never but, mind. like, Thanks. it was after that series last year. I was like, wow, the Blues are truly, like, rival. And I love how, well, you know, apparently, according to Blues fans, we the Stars aren't our rivals because we beat them. Oh, shut up. The, I was like, after that series last year, the Blues fans really, like, created a rival in my mind with the Caps fans for, like, how much I hated them. I was like, this is this is bad because before I truly did not care, but you guys got mad about a towel. <laughs> it's any a towel. Any Blues fans who continue to say, "Yeah, we won the cup," and sharing your gift of a freaking of Ryan O'Reilly lifting the cup, congratulations. We're glad to live rent free in your heads because one in twenty-seven is better than one in fifty-three. That's math, son. It took you how long to win one game in the playoffs? Right? It took them until that year. Like, when did they win their first playoff series? I don't even know. I don't want to know any Blues history. I, I, I <laughs> has enough useless facts in it. I don't need to throw in St. Louis Blues history. I have more important things to memorize in my life. Like, you know, how many calories are in a Reese's Cup? Just pick something completely random. It would literally be better use of my brain knowledge. Than <laughs> I thought you were going to tell us how many calories. <laughs> I don't know. No. I, I can tell you how many calories know. of pepper because I got a can right here. That's 150. Yeah. But please, please don't ruin things for me right now. But tell me how many calories are in. Oh, I, I, I feel like it's 70. I'm going to look this up. It's probably not as bad as you think it is. <laughs> Many calories um, in any Reese's Cup? Because you said that. Uh, oh, 87. Hey, it's Sidney Crosby calories. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Now that we've completely established the amount of calories in a Reese's Cup and gone on a completely <laughs> random tangent, um, Let's bring it on back to... It was uh, the towel. Mike How could we not? Let's bring it back to what Mike Madonna said about the 99 Stanley Cup run. Uh, Lane, don't, Lane or Amy, don't y'all have the quote? Amy does, I think. What? Oh, I was paraphrasing. Oh, paraphrase. Okay, that's fine. It, he, had, he played with a broken wrist and ligaments torn in two of his fingers. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, that's what yeah. we're talking about. Did, did he yeah, say okay. what hand... Do what? Did he say what hand? I'm just curious. Was it his like dominant shooting hand? Was it his offhand? Let me look at the article because I like scrolled past it the other day. Yeah, I just. Oh, you know what? I think I took a a screenshot of it. Hang on. Uh, well, I mean, my question was, this says my wrist was broken after game two, and the ligaments in my index and middle finger were torn, so I had to deal with that. Nice. So, it, it doesn't really matter either way. That's yeah. going to affect so, something. You know, and so my question was is it, I mean, it, it is still happening today because we know it happened last year, but is it as much? And, um, you know, how do we feel about how we feel about that? 
I don't doubt that as much. But, I mean, you look at players today who obviously clearly have a concussion and then are still like, oh, I want to go back out there, even though it's clear, like, dude, you need to see a doctor. Like, everyone and their even a nine-year-old can diagnose your concussion. Yeah, but I feel like management and the coaches and stuff are pretty on top of not letting them go back out. If there's a now, chance of a head injury, not now. during playoffs, even though it's against the rules to let them look at any injury list released when a team is eliminated from playoffs, you're going to have at least two to three players diagnosed with a concussion or an upper body injury. Yeah, yeah they can't if they can't label it as a concussion, I've put seen that on the ice. Yeah. It's I, I'm sick of all of this whole toxic masculinity garbage. Stop! Like, oh, you have oh, it's just a concussion. It's fine. No, it's not. Like, well, part of that is, sorry, stop. A lot of that is the players also insisting oh, yeah. on going back out. So it's not you know it's not just it's definitely ingrained in there. But where do you think that starts? Right. It starts with the coaching staff. It starts with the organization. It starts with hockey culture forcing these guys to feel like, oh, if I don't go out there, I'm not. I'm a bad teammate. Yeah. Like, yeah. Players have to take some degree of responsibility, obviously, because you're in charge of your. You should be mm-hmm. in charge of your own body. And I think that you know that starts but, way before they ever get into the the NHL. Right. Again, oh, yeah. it's a hockey culture issue. That's yeah. Maybe slowly getting fixed, but. I won't hold my breath because no one wants to like it's a society issue, obviously too, because that doesn't help either. But the sports world has to yeah. start adjusting to this because it is ridiculous. Like, you can see a pretty big difference between how teams handle it too. Like I remember, was it Elias Pedersen who was diagnosed with a concussion? And his coach was like, yeah, we really need him to come back soon. And then there was a player, I want to say it was the Canucks. And that was the coach's reaction. And I remember being so mad about it because players already have this like internal pressure to come back from injury because they feel like they're letting their team down. But like when you're a caliber player like Elias Pedersen, like, what Connor do you think McDavid. that they're feeling? Yeah. Or Connor McDavid and, or Sidney Crosby or Evgeny Malkin. Like, what do you think these guys are thinking? <clears throat> yeah. I mean, they've got their own internal pressure about wanting to be out there and helping their team. And then, you know, you've got all the people who glorify it, you know, about how they got out there anyway. And it's, I'm, I, it's going to be hard to break that I mean, pattern. I kind of view it like, you have to treat the players like they're children. The coaches in the organization need to be the adults. You're not going out there. We don't care. Like, an organization who is willing to do that earns more respect in my book than any other organization. So it's like you are putting a player's individual health above everything else. That is not something that any, almost any team in sports would do. 
because they're all selfish. They're all in the business of making money, and quite and as has been evident, especially in the NHL, given the collective bargaining agreement, they don't care about players' safety. And that's, like I said, that's especially true with the NHL. And if the players associate if this, if, I hate it. Someone brought this up. This is the time where the NHL players actually have some leverage because of this pandemic. They need to use it. Yeah. Yes. This is the time. I mean, I mean and when you like, think, sorry, go ahead. Uh, I was going to say, like, in baseball right now, they're debating about, like, about the splitting up the revenue. Mm-hmm. Like, there's a lot of money on that table. Yeah. And the players don't have a bad collective bargaining agreement in baseball. They've kind of lost some of the battles along the way recently. But they're in a really good position overall. So that's some different power balance right now. Right now, the players, they're treated so poorly that it's time for them to step up and take advantage of this despite the, the PR that's going to come out of it because if the players are the reason we don't get hockey in the season, you're going to have fans revolting, and they're going to be wrong. And, I don't, and you, can, you can tell me I'm wrong, but you know I'm right. <laughs> I mean, think – how do I word this without sounding like a jerk? <laughs> how do you say it and then explain it? That's the best way to do it. Yeah, well, I mean, maybe not a jerk, but just kind of like a know-it-all. Um, I mean, when you consider concussions as just like repeated blows to the head, and there are so many guys who just want to get back out there, and you consider them rushing back out onto the ice, and then there's the fact that doing so <clears throat> and not waiting for your brain to heal properly increases your risk of getting another concussion and one that's more severe. And then you compare that to the experiences of Stephen Johns or Sidney Crosby. Stephen Johns had um, post-traumatic headaches, which was likely the result of a concussion. Sidney Crosby actually had post-concussive syndrome, and that left him out for six or nine months, I want to say. Stephen Johns missed a year and a half. And when you're repeatedly rushing these guys to go back on the ice after suffering from a severe head injury, not only are you risking these guys' long-term health and longevity in the long run, but you're also risking your team as well. So while you may be thinking that, you know, we just need this guy because our team needs him right now, you're thinking in the short term, like this isn't actually good for your team. Right. You're actually screwing them over. Like this is And so many people don't think about the psychological impact that concussions have. They only think about the actual physical symptoms that concussions cause. They don't think about the fatigue, the irritability and anger that they can cause, the depression, the anxiety, etc. And then even going a step beyond that, you have to remember a lot of these players have families, they have wives, Mm -hmm. they have kids. 
Yep. Anything that affects the player psychologically is in turn going to have an effect on their exactly. family. Because, you know, I know many fans continue to struggle with this concept, but the players are human beings. Are we like, sure? For the one millionth <laughs> time, and I'm getting tired of saying it until I'm blue in the face, they are human beings. Stop treating them like they're just entertainment for you. Acknowledge the humanity behind the player. But, Craig, most- these guys wouldn't have jobs if it wasn't for us. Yeah, I'm sick of that argument. <laughs> if, you ha- if, you- if anyone wants to make that argument, shut up. Just just stop. So okay. does- You it are does- a terrible human being. I deal with medical records for my, my day job. Um, and a lot of them are deal with concussions. And mm-hmm. I, um, I see the records of them going to the doctor for years sometimes. And Sarah, you're right. People don't realize how much of their everyday life is affected. Yeah. Just, I mean, anxiety the anxiety depression the irritability and then you also have i see where their spouses are coming in and telling the doctor what's going on and it is affecting their their home life they can't work they can't function and do any of the things they used to do sometimes you have um you know issues with your vision and your balance and it's just it's it's a big deal and like those times we hear people saying, well, it's just a headache. Why can't he get out and play through it? It's not it's really not. It's not <laughs> just a headache. And it's, some of these people don't go back to work for years, you know, and it's just, it's so much more than it's made out, been made to be in the past. Um, and it can take a while and they should have as long as they need. And it's a shame, you know, I'm really glad that, you know, John's had as long as he did without feeling pressure to come back. And I'm so glad that they basically cut the media off from him. Yes. Because fans are relentless. They are. And every time when Sean was posting something and fans were like, what about Steven Johns? I literally wanted to scream at them. And sometimes I I did yell at people. I was like, his status hasn't changed or they would have told you. I know. I mean, that'd be a really big deal. Don't you think that they would say something? How many times did we all read Sean Spruck? As soon as we know something, you'll be the first to know. Right. Or all the people speculating that his career was done. Like, oh God. No, he goes and reads that stuff. Like, it's. Like, just stop talking about it. Right. And there's nothing that can be done. It's not, you know, that's that's him and his doctors. Yes. And, And you know, the second second he put a skate back on his foot, it was like, oh, is he going to be back in the game? When is he going to be back? I'm like, yep. I'm like, he doesn't know. He's going out there and doing something he hasn't done in almost two years. Maybe we need a slow buildup and yeah. see how it kind of goes. You know, it was just like, yeah, I found it really irritating. It was aggressively irritating. Very, yeah. Like when you oh, experience yeah. something like that, there's like prolonged vertigo. Like, yeah. imagine experiencing something like that and then 
you're not able to drive for a prolonged amount of time trying to maintain a job doing that like right. so many people like can't do that and people yeah, should be like oh just play through it man up like it's not about being tough or just pulling yourself up by your bootstraps like you can't just do that with a head injury and people already <laughs> don't take things that have to do with your brain seriously even though it's quite literally the most important organ in your body well you get one you can't transfer I'm sure, with, I'm sure with john's uh concussions he uh probably had to be in a dark room for quite a long time just because mm -hmm. of how everything how long it lasted i mean yeah, yeah and any time stimulation at all can bring on you yep. know headache and all sorts <clears throat> of symptoms including tvs and cell phones so yep, yep. And when you have yep. migraines like that bright lights even certain colors um, yeah. Like, I've had chronic migraines since I was three or four years old. Um, I was finally diagnosed when I was six. Um, I was sent to a neurologist, and they thought I had a brain tumor because, like, my migraines are always on the same side of my head. Thankfully, I did not have a brain tumor. Um, <laughs> but, like, and it takes so long when you have migraines to find just like the right medication combination to one, be able to prevent enough of them for you to be able to function on a daily basis and two, the right as needed medication to be able to make them go away. So when you yeah. feel one coming on, you know to take something right away so it doesn't develop into something where you're growing up just because the lights are so bright or the sounds are so loud or it's like that right pitch to where it just like triggers nausea and like people just yeah. consider migraines as like another headache but more severe but like they're just like this all encompassing thing and it's it's terrible there are so many times I would have to go to the nurse growing up and just lay there for a few hours. So I like, I miss so many, so much class time. Like it was debilitating. It took me over a decade to learn how to manage it. And you're asking these hockey players to do that in such a short amount of time. Like it doesn't, you can't just learn how to do that just because you're an adult. Like look at Nolan Patrick. Yeah. Like, it's so sad. And it's not a thing where it's just like, oh, hey, take this thing. Everyone is going to respond to different treatments. Different exactly. Things. And the thing that's going back to light sensitivity real quick, the ice is really bright whites. Yeah. That is basically a very bright light. So even if you have adjusted to, like, normal light sensitivity, stepping onto the ice and dealing with that that's a different level of intensity that you have to then adjust to and overcome that hurdle as well. Mm -hmm. And plus the noise. Yeah. yeah. All the fan noise. It just, and like there are times when you have a migraine, just like barely moving will trigger nausea. Imagine like skating at like 20 miles per hour, trying to go after a puck and then being checked in the boards by someone and trying not to vomit. Yeah. Like, that's insane. Uh, yeah, I felt really bad for all the pressure 
Nolan was getting put on him. And so many people called Nolan a draft bus just because he got a migraine yeah. disorder. And I'm like, what? <laughs> like, yeah. you don't believe this poor kid alone. <laughs> and uh, you can't, I don't think you can ever call someone a draft bus because of injury. That's not fair. Draft it's bus really not. is only reserved for you just weren't good. Yeah, it should, like, your medicals should never play a part in it. Ever. No, like, like Greg Oden in basketball. I don't consider him a draft bust just because his career was completely derailed by injury. That's not really fair. It's not. But you brought up uh, Elias Pedersen earlier, which then led me to finding this gem of a tweet that he apologized for back in 2018, but he still said that Eric Francis of a senior, a senior columnist for Sportsnet.Canada and a host on Calgary Sportsnet 960 Radio launched a contest Monday morning asking listeners to name the finishing move Matheson used on Patterson. Mm, yeah. That also made me mad. He apologized for it. I, I want to read his apology because his apology makes me laugh, which is never a good thing. <laughs> it's clear my attempt at humor with regards to the hit on Elias Patterson was in poor taste. I apologize. <laughs> I met him in Van and was impressed with him as a person and player. It sickened me to see the aftermath of the hit. Concussions are not to be made light of. I hope he's okay. My bad. I wonder if this was when the Canucks coach made that comment. Like, I swear it happened. I have to look it up. Because if I gave gave wrong information, I'm going to feel bad. (laughs) That poor kid was so targeted. I know, because he's so good, but he's so small. He was just constant. And I kept waiting for his team to put a stop to it. But it's just like he had this bullseye on his back. So much. I mean, the Stars never really stepped up. Remember when Miro got cross-checked into the boards in the corner? And then no one did anything afterwards? Yes, it was indeed Travis Green, because I remember that name. I just don't remember if it was specifically Elias Pedersen. Maybe one day the players won't feel like they're actually protected or can rely on the NFL to do justice. I I think I'm I'm up to a point. I'm okay with teams taking justice into their own hands. To a point. Well, if you have a player who in just about every game the other teams are targeting and no one's doing anything about it and he's one of your best players you have to do something about it as a team you can't let it continue but that that's also how I feel that, that also doesn't excuse the league of not doing anything though no it doesn't okay. it doesn't but if no one's gonna do anything yeah. about it I agree you have to it, it, it yeah. and I don't I don't when it doesn't happen when they don't rally around that. I don't understand the teams. I don't get what they're thinking when they don't handle it. I don't know. I, I think the problem is is that the league has sort of set a standard and it's kind of like you know, you see this in football all the time. It's not always the guy who does the act in the first place who gets punished, but the guy who retaliates. Which is a completely stupid way of handling things. Because had you done your job to begin with, I wouldn't have to retaliate. It's that simple. 
do your right. job. Like, you are on the ice for one reason, Mr. Zebra Stripes. Do your job. And if Mr. Zebra Stripes. We need the referees to be held accountable, and I don't care how you do it. I want either mandatory press conferences from the officials. I want a review board giving each referee their individual scorecard and grading them on a game-by-game basis. And if after a certain while you're not doing well, sorry, you're either fined or you're fired. This isn't hard. They should be held to the same standard as an NHL player. But the standpoint, if you're not producing, you're out. Not hard. Yeah. Especially when it's something that's so obvious and reoccurring. Yeah. And especially when, again, it's about freaking player safety. Like, it, it makes me not love hockey as much, knowing that they don't care one bit about these players. That sickens me. That's kind of why I stopped watching football, because they don't care about the players. They just treat them as a means to an end. Because the team will still be there. Players won't be in three years, but who cares? The team's still there. They're still making money. So I guess we should probably end on a lighter note, which means that I'm putting this up because we all know the answer to this question because I've already answered it in this episode. What is the one hockey hill that you will die on? I will allow everyone else to go because everyone knows my answer is Gary Bettman is the worst commissioner and he should be launched into a volcano because he's bad. All right, everyone else. I'm trying to think, honestly. I firmly believe that if we would have gotten past the Blues last year, we would have gone to the Cup. Now, winning it, maybe a different story, but getting there, yeah. Because we were one goal away, pretty much. From advancing. Huh? We we would have played the Sharks, right? I don't remember who was in last Um, year. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we beat the Sharks. I don't think we beat the Bruins. But I think we'd be the Sharks. Yeah. I, I think a broken foot would have it, it would have hindered him to admit that as well. Amy is thinking, what's your uh, hockey hill you'll die on, Sarah? Mm. Well, I'm sure you know you one of them is that I truly believe that if we replaced Rick Bonus with a trash can, the Dallas Stars <laughs> would either perform the same or marginally better. Sorry, my cat has literally taken every single piece of flank steak I had on my plate, and he's eaten it. <laughs> Seriously. Let's see. I, I've, that kind of brings up, Amy, do you have yours yet, or are you still thinking? I don't know. I have so many. Th- it's like, now that I'm on the spot, like all my things that I throw out all the time, my mind's gone completely blank. That's fine. I, I think my thing right now is my big thing right now, and I'm just trying to decide: is it a hill I'll die, hill I'll die on? I don't want any more old players brought in. Uh-huh. I think no we old. need to focus on our youth. Yeah, <laughs> well, I 100 percent agree with that. So I think I'm just going to go with that for now. I think that's a, I think that's a fine answer. I think it's I, I don't know how many people are going to fight you on it, but it, I mean, hey, there's always one. There's always that one guy. You know who will fight me on it? Rick Bonus, yeah. and he's the person who matters right now because he's in charge of that. For now, until he's for now, fired. or he's I don't know if he'd be fi- 
I don't, I don't know if it's really fired if he's not selected as the permanent head coach. I don't think it would be a firing. I think it would be a mutual parting of ways. A letting go of. Yeah. A repositioning. However you want to define it. Whenever he is no longer the head coach in the Dallas coach. Um, that, that brings up an interesting thought, thought question. So in the NBA, you used to have players. I mean, it wasn't – this was a long, long, long time ago. But you used to have player coaches, like guys who would be both players and coaching the team at the same time. I don't know if you could do that in the NHL just because of line changes, but I'd like to see it. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd like to see somebody try. So, so if I make you pick one player – to be a player coach, who are you picking? Jason Dickinson. <laughs> do not at me. Do what? I said he is going to I, – I posted this on Twitter, and I firmly believe this, which this is a whole different discussion. No, I'll save that for next week. We'll talk about that next week. <laughs> That's your tease for next week. We will talk about that next week, the next captain of the Dallas Stars. Okay. Because we're running out of time, so <laughs> – you know how I feel about Jason. <laughs> I, I think Dickinson is fantastic, and I, I think he's great. I, I think that's a really good choice because he's a smart, cerebral kind of guy. It doesn't have to be a star player. Any, any name that you can think of who you think would be good. Wait, do so you say it has to be for the Dallas Stars? No, you can pick anybody. <laughs> I feel like if we limited the stars, it wouldn't be as I mean we wouldn't be yeah. as diverse in our answers. Ability, answer ability. I mean Jason Dickinson comes to mind. Um, Jonathan Taves comes to mind from the Blackhawks. I know that's not that make people happy, but Jonathan Taves is a fine individual, even though he plays for Chicago. Um, He's just a weird dude. He is, but you know. It'd be fun to see him and Crosby as opposing coaches, though. It really would. I I I need that crossover in my life. Yeah. Who you got, Sarah Lane? Who you got for your player coach? If I make you pick. No, no, that's a tough one. Um, maybe Pavelski or Bishop. Oh my God, make Dobby a coach. (laughs) You know what? I am for a goaltender being a head coach. Player coach, that would be amazing because that'd be really fun hearing him. Yeah, line change all the way from the other end of the ice. That's yeah, <laughs> and then whenever the defense doesn't do their job, he can really lay into them even more because not only right. does it hurt his individual stats, it hurts the team's record. Yeah, but he knows exactly what they're not doing that they should be. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> honestly, also, we all hate the blues, but Colton Pareko. Yeah. He's the only valid blue. He would be a good coach. He would be. I really wish that – I really hope that some way, somehow, when his contract is over in two or three years, the Stars can somehow nab him. That would make yeah. Me so happy. He's just such I'm a good guy. I, I'm kind of of the opinion that I and, – and God help us all if this happens – but Alex Petrangelo is probably going to not be re-signed in St. Louis. I personally no, don't. no. Imagine the implosion no. that would happen if the Dallas Stars signed Alex Petrangelo 
Could you imagine a Dallas Stars team with Corey Perry (laughs) and Alex Petrangelo? I'm pretty sure. I have accepted Corey Perry, but I will never accept other ones. Never sit on him all the time. Or as 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 uh, Peter Angelo. Putrid Angelo. Alex Peter Angelo. Putrid Angelo is my nickname. I, I, so, I hope it doesn't happen, but at the same time, I would love watching Twitter just explode because oh. Twitter will explode. No, I don't want it. I, I don't want it either, but it would be a complete and total just, it would be a complete total explosion. Like I could imagine, I would. I think some people would actually stop being fans if that happened. <laughs> You're because gonna I have think... fans at the games booing their own player. Yeah, they already boo Corey Perry. I, but I feel like this would be like way more, don't you? That's that is a good poll question. We'll have to throw up somewhere on on trips and stuff. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hate more Corey Perry or Alex Petrangelo? I want to know these results because I don't know. What about Corey Perry or Jordan Bennington? Uh, Uh, It's going to be Jordan Bennington. That's not even that one. Jordan Bennington is scum of the earth. He's a terrible human being. He's he's awful. Jordan Bennington or or Gary Bettman? Jordan Bennington. (laughs) Wait, who who did you ask? Gary Bettman or Jordan Bennington? It's still Jordan Bennington. <laughs> well, I know that for Craig because he didn't like yeah. Bettman. That if much. you hold a gun to my head, make me pick one. Bennington is worse just because Gary Bettman is a horrible person who willingly and continually allows players to get concussions. But Jordan Bennington is an open and honest misogynist and sexist and racist. So I have to pick I have to pick Bennington Yeah. Now, if you ask me Tony D'Angelo or Jordan Bennington, I answer neither, and I just walk away from it. Yeah. Hey, D'Angelo's finally been silenced. Best thing League ever did. I still can't believe it. Neither can I. I, 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 I'm impressed with the League for finally stepping in and doing one thing right. They were due. <laughs> Though to be fair, when you're it took, it took way you know, too long. It's like when Chris Davis he finally in his strikeout streak. It's like you know what you were due, man. You were due. It's been 140 odd games or whatever it was, but you finally went striking out. I'm proud of you. <laughs> so proud. I think probably about all the time we got. Anyone have any final thoughts for this episode? I guess an update mm-hmm. from last week's episode. Uh, Brennan Leipzig got let go. Oh, yeah. As he should be. He'll be. He's probably busy rushing up on his Russian right now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hate that he gets to play anywhere, though. He'll probably welcome, be welcomed with... Well, he, uh, yeah, I can speak. Uh, he'll probably be welcomed with open arms by the Putin, I'm sure. So, yeah. It is what it is. Um, but... Anyway, Lane, Amy, y'all got any thoughts? Sarah, Sarah? No, no good ones. All right. 
Well, that's about all the time we got for this episode of Trips and Sullies. Thanks for listening. Be sure to like and subscribe to all your friends about us and make them listen to us. Um, otherwise, maybe you should question your friendship. I'm just kidding. No, you shouldn't. <laughs> Don't be that serious. But do tell your friends about us and tell them to give us a listen and you know, give us a shout out. Um, if you have any questions or topics or ideas, anything you want to discuss, feel free to add us on Twitter. It's at Trips at the letter N, Sellies. Love to hear from y'all. Have any trade ideas or whatever topics you want us to discuss and hear us rant about and yell about, um, just let us know. Thanks for listening and good night. Bye.